Hello. <laughs> hey, Merlin. How are you doing? Ah, good morning. How are you doing today? Woo. Well, this now, you're usually a real, well, I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic. You're usually pretty chintzy <laughs> <laughs> with the bit rates. I think you should put this one out if it turns out as good as it sounds here. Yeah. Make it extra crispy. Bring up some of that uh, that presence. You know what I'm saying? I'll pop. I'll pop it out at what? We pop the floor. We pop the floor. You want me to pop it at 128. You could 160? do 128. <laughs> well, I mean, I would do a, I would do a CBR, sure, and uh, I would do an EPMD, and uh-huh. I would do a KMFDM is a drug against war. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> I think sure. there's a lot of things you could do. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, check the hertz because you know I think as a Buddhist you shouldn't be hurting anybody. Okay, I'll make a note. Yeah, by alcohol. It physically harms you. Harms me. <laughs> harms me. No, those are all days of future Hi. past. I'm Hi. watching the X-Men movies with my son. Hi, my name is Shibboleth Harms Me. That's a very good fake name. Shibboleth, Shibboleth, Shibboleth Harms Me. How would you spell uh, harms started, me? Harms me? Oh, no, that won't work because it's, it's, it's an audio joke. And, and and I don't think sometimes you're you're, uh, you're CMS and I, I boy I'm really being mean this week oh, for all the technology. No you're piling. I'm piling on, but sometimes it doesn't like emoji. I no, you can't do any emojis in there. Also, I'm, it doesn't like links to Twitter sometimes. No, nah, it doesn't like any. You got real hard on for Twitter, don't you? <laughs> <clears throat> harms me. Hi, uh-huh. my name is is Chaim. Harms <laughs> me. My name okay. is. My name is. My name is. <laughs> Now, see, that's a pretty current joke for me. And making an M&M joke yeah. is a very modern joke for me. You know why they call him that? Because his name is Marshall Mathers. Yeah, M-N-M. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He seems awfully proud of himself for coming up with that. Very pleased with himself. Well, I mean, it's worked in his favor, wouldn't you say? My gosh, I guess you're right. Yeah. Huh. Um, hi, I'm Merlin Harmsme. And you're on the Back to Work program, where I have been working on a playlist for our listeners. Dan, what's what's going on this week? What are we doing? You and I are trying a new technology for recording. That's why we're, I'm a little silly today. <laughs> hey. Hey. It's nice to be able to hear you so clearly. I don't even know. No, it's not. It's weird. It's intimate. It's weird. Yeah. It's like smelling somebody's clothes. Like, anyhow... Uh, it's morning here. The time has changed. Oh my God, Dan. I know we say this. Everybody says this all the time. We, we got We got to get on daylight saving time and just stay with it. We got to pick one, Dan. I, <clears throat> I, do you like when it's darker earlier or do you like when it's darker later? I have opinions. Um, but they, the actual opinions on how I feel about daylight, which I'm happy to share. Yeah. I'll pale, pale in comparison with my opinion that we stop changing the clocks. You just want to and stop changing the clocks. I want to stop changing the clocks like when we had a little kid and we like just be getting into the rhythm of, you know, uh, a bedtime for a certain like, you know, age. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's light an hour later and you can't convince the kid it's actually bedtime. I don't know. I just think it's confusing. Uh, what is my preference? I feel terrible for, speaking of which, I feel really bad for my kid right now. She took the bus home uh, from school, like she took Muni home, as, she, as is her uh, want, yesterday. And she got home. It was actually, it wasn't dark, but it was beyond twilight. Definitely beyond golden golden hour or whatever. Mm. It was, the sun was setting as my kid arrived home from school. And I'm like, that's pretty lame. Yeah. You know, that means we're not going to get as much fun time. With oh, that's a demerit she, right there. Well, I think, I think a lot about... <laughs> 
I was about to say something they'll put in the clip after I die. I think a lot about children. I think a lot about kids. Why would I say that? Yeah, why would you say something like that? Well, I do, though. (laughs) Because, uh, I don't know, just thinking a lot about how difficult it is to separate ourselves from how we think our kids should be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's something I'm thinking about in my wisdom document right now. And uh, because I think it's really challenging. I think think anytime... um, can Can I read you what I wrote? Yes, please. This is the latest edition of my wisdom document. It's up on GitHub. Um... And uh, this one was 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 like a, a like a pearl or, or a difficult poop. This one was a long time coming. Ready? Your kids are not little versions of you. They are little versions of themselves. So don't be sad or alarmed whenever they are becoming something different from you, because they will become lots of things that are different from you, and that's arguably the whole point. It is inarguably something you need to cheerfully celebrate and support. Isn't that a difficult thing to accept? Because you see your kid, I mean, classic example, like, for example, watching, um, we've been having kind of a little bit of a run of Caitlin Deaver things lately. So, uh, you know, kind of bouncing off of the back of Dope Sick um, and uh, and Short Term 12. I watched Short Short Term 12 the other night. Really trying to get my kid to watch, ultimately to watch Booksmart, which is a terrific movie. It's got Beanie Feldstein and it's got it's got Caitlin Deaver in it. Do you know what I mean, Caitlin Deaver? Mm, I'm looking. She, she's at, that um, young actress. She was. I think she's been in several things, but she really she kind of sh- shot. I have to say, she kind of shot to some fame in Booksmart, uh, directed by Olivia Wilde, which is a ter- like I said, a terrific movie. But she was also in that ah that that very 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 difficult movie where she plays a uh, a, a somebody who's sexually assaulted mm. and then kind of gets pulled through the ringer dealing with like the police she's just terrific at everything and part of the trick is she looks like she's one of those women and there's some men like this but there's like a handful of women who like look like a character from a children's book like she she has that like that that kind of d- dark eyed look of like somebody who's been drawn in a children's book look up caitlin deaver yeah i'm looking at uh, pictures now i haven't seen these movies um but for example, there's uh, uh, dope sick is oh, it's really it's really good, but it's it's tough. It's basically dope sick is this uh, series on Hulu about the about basically the Sackler family and OxyContin and the effect that it had on towns, especially in coal country. And it stars Michael Keaton and Caitlin Deaver's in it. And I mean, it, as looks, usual, it looks great. I've heard about oh, this. Oh boy, one. it's really tough. Uh, Rosario Dawson's very good in it. Um, oh, Peter Sarsgaard, uh, one of my w- wife's former TV boyfriends, isn't it? Her, one of her TV exes. Please capture that. Um, and like in a couple of her roles, she plays a gay person, a queer person. And Caitlin Deaver is like trying to explain to her extremely... So she works in a coal mine with her father in Virginia. And she's kind of trying to gently tell her mother, the great uh, Mayor Winningham, you know, kind of clue her to this fact. And like... <sighs> You know, nobody wants to accept it. Mom acts like she can't hear it. Nobody wants to hear it. And boy, it really turns into a whole thing. Mm. And why is that, Dan? Why is that difficult? Because it's difficult whenever we see our kids becoming something that we are not. And it feels like a failure of the child and a failure of our upbringing. Because if you feel very strongly about how a kid is supposed to be a a kid, by which I mean a little small person, a small adult, a pre-adult, 
if you have an extremely strong opinion about what they are supposed to become, in particular as they are becoming something that appears to be different for a while, right? and all of those words are important, becoming something different for a while, mm-hmm. they, haven't, they, aren't, they aren't a good or a bad. They aren't a this or a that. Everybody's becoming something. I hate to sound like a hippie, but I really believe that's true. And I think if you a, a way of looking at your kids and other human beings, everybody's becoming something. And maybe they're becoming, in that case, they're becoming something you didn't expect. Um, becoming something different. Oh, you're like outside the tribe now. Like we assumed that you would be taking care of us in our old age and driving us to church. And, you know, now you're a queer, hit, queer kid who wants to leave coal country with a black girl. Like that's not cool. You're becoming something different, you know? And, you know, from what you expected or what you required. So, like, you came into this loaded for bear. I don't know. I've just been thinking that about that a lot lately with, with kids in general, with my kid in particular, and uh, with how we look at other people in general. I didn't mean to get deep and important this early, hmm. uh, but, but that's a thing that I've been thinking about. And that's in my wisdom document. Why did I mention it, Dan? Caitlin Deaver? Yeah. I think it was something else. Um... We were talking about something else, and I got... Uh, let's talk I got, about something important. Let's, talk, let's get them to sign on the line that is dotted. <laughs> this is a... Dan, it's a big week. It's been a huge week. Uh, I got, I've got a handful of topics. Uh, one of the topics would be me trying to remember what I was talking about, which is not important, because again, it's not important what we become, because that's what we are when we die. It is important what we are becoming. Do you understand, Dan? Yeah, I do, actually. That's an important differentiation to me. What made you think that you could work with men? <laughs> <laughs> Have people, do people get the references? See, we need to send them... Do you want to see second prize? Do you want to see second prize? I feel like what we need to do is we need to have... Third prize is you're fired. You know, for a while, people, when they were interested in the show... Yeah. Would say, I remember that. You know, That's when we had uh, very, 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 very high numbers. Yeah, and I for think a couple weeks. Would, yeah, I think people would listen to the show and they would they yeah. wouldn't get all the little jokes and they would say, "Well, how do I get caught?" Now they just say, "I don't understand," and they just turn it off. Oh, and they go you know, are you else. are you surfing or you or are you drowning? It's really not the water's problem. Well, what I'm suggesting is, out. is 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 that they just we give them a list of movies to watch. That's oh, it. well, and you know? I have, did I mention, Dan, I'm working on a playlist for our listeners, like, as we were recording in the Clean Feed application. Thank you, Clean Feed. Uh, bok, bok. Uh, I, I was working on a playlist. Um, in that case, we're talking about Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, but I think mm-hmm. most people have seen the film and the other film and the other two films. Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I hope for their sake they have. I wouldn't yes. want to try this if they hadn't. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Will, will you go to lunch? Will you? Will you will you go to lunch? <laughs> all right, let's get back to the other document. Here we go. And uh, all right, we're good. Dan, this is a whole new experience for me. I don't know what time it is. Uh, well, I can look at an American clock, but I don't see here what the count is. You jump in any time with something you like. Um, I, I have, I have a, a, a few things to talk about, but none of them are very good. What are we talking about? We're talking about children and why I like them, why I think about them. <laughs> Always reminds me of that scene in the, in the office where his username, he's, he's a, Michael Scott is trying yeah. to, you know, on a dating site and his, he wanted women to know that he was 
open to. You he know, really wants a kid. Wants a kid really bad. Yeah, he wants a kid, and he's open to women who might already have kids. And so his username on the site that he picks is like Kid Lover Twenty Four. <laughs> like I love your kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You Reassuring, know, you know. There's a lot of things. You know, English is a pretty fussy language to begin with. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of ways that even if you are riding the waves rather than drowning in English, like there are still a lot, a lot of ways that you can trip yourself up. And then of course we've got we've got. Englang, and we're dealing with the English people, and they've taken so many good words away from us because it really is our language. You know, they uh, they they adopted the darkness, but we were born. We in were it. born. Ah, what about homonyms? Homonyms are words that sound the same. I think you do the whole show that way. What? Who is it? I'm doing there because I'm trying Bane. to do Bane. No, no, but it's not coming out like Bane. It's coming out like a different character entirely. I don't, who is this? Oh, is Sean, Sean Connery? <laughs> sort of like a, a retired Bane. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, like, this yeah. is the Bane that doesn't, he doesn't fight anymore. Oh. He's sort of... I like in, to watch football now. If, uh, I'm going to take a nap, and if there's a bag on the table, I'll know that we're in business. I see him as sort of That's like he'll, he sleeps Bane. on a cot in the back room. <laughs> I'm in Roth Bane. Yeah. And the change it at Ellis Island. <laughs> Oh my God! Ah, oh, you can use that joke, and so my kid has had it. I found a way to adapt that joke, that terrible, terrible joke about changing your name in Ellis Island. I've ad- I found a way to adapt it into so many different annoying things. You know, uh, something like we were going to have green bean f- for dinner, but they were out. They had to change change it from uh, green bean to wits. Uh, you know, just terrible, terrible stuff. Um, and then I told her about Vito Andolini. <laughs> Vito, Vito Andolini. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I told her that I think I was trying to explain the origin, as far as I understand it, of that that joke. Well, the joke starts in reality, which is that when a lot of people came to the United States for any variety of reasons, I don't know if it was at Ellis Island, but a lot of people with very non-Anglo names chose to change them to something else to tell the people at Ellis Island that their name was something else, right? Right. Because I don't think they formally looked really super into whether your name was, you know. You know, pizza spaghetti chelly or something. I have a I have a That's story. Very, a, a this personal... is a, just just pizza spaghetti. Dan, then what happened? Where'd your people come from? So, um, my grandfather, or my great grandfather, as you would say, mm-hmm. um, was uh, I guess coming into this is the story that I was told by my grandfather. Right, Eastern Europe, probably right. Yeah, and he oh wait, was, did your family from Russia? Is that right? Like Hungary, Russia, something like somewhere that? like in the in the Slavic. Yeah, um, yeah okay, like all right, uh, or half of them are. I don't know. No, I understand. Yeah, and uh, so he he was coming across, and I guess I don't know if this is Ellis Island, I don't know where it was, but apparently the story as it was told to me is that they would it, is, many of them uh, did not even have last names at all because they, they were like from a village, like a a village, a small town, like an Anatevka like, kind of thing. You're you know Merlin the you know. Uh, well, that's how we got well, names like no, no, no your that's how we got names like Cooper. Name was, was like, you'd be like Cooper the meant son you make of barrels. that person. So like in Hebrew, right. You would be known so like like if your dad's name. So if I was if I, Merlin, if I was your son, I would uh-huh. be Dan Daniel Ben Merlin. Ben means of or from in Hebrew. So you would show up and they'd be like, "What's your name?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I'm like Daniel, son of Mordecai." Then they would be like, "That's uh, sorry, not sorry, quick, quick." That that's, this is actually incredibly fascinating to me. You're, yeah. Are you telling me that Ben? Is not short for Benjamin, as in the name of the Old Testament character. In in Hebrew, the word... Ben means of, and ben it's not like short for Benjamin? No. I thought it was a John and Jonathan situation. 
I don't think it is. Oh my god! Well, you would know. We have. I don't know about you. Well, if you I'm know your last name, a lot of the time though. That's nuts. Like yeah. David Ben Gurion, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Judah Ben Hur. Well, was that his name? Yeah, Ben Hur's full name isn't it Judah Ben Hur? Yeah, but I don't. I don't know his story. Anyway, the, the you won't you won't vouch for him. I can't. Okay. So apparently, when they said what what do you do? Because I guess whatever name he had given them was not satisfactory. So yeah. he, I, he apparently what he did, I don't know, this This is where the story kind of stops making the most sense to me. But he used to do something where he would, I don't know what he did. He did something with markers where he was not like the kind you write with, but like placing mm-hmm. markers somehow. Like a surveying they asked or something? Something. And mm-hmm. they said, what What do you do? And he said, I put markers. In it. So they they made up a last name for him. You're kidding me. That was uh, my mom's maiden name, which was Marcus. So You've that became You've got to be kidding me, Dan. That's bananas. That's the story as I was, it was told to me. Um, What, um, okay, so like, for example, I was watching the, uh, the eh, okay, funny, uh, Eurovision uh, song movie with with the very delightful Rachel McAdams and who's a crush of mine and uh, Will Ferrell and and improbably Dan what's his name uh, Dan you know the guy the uh, the English guy from the uh, the Professor X Sun show Legend or whatever it's called or crap what's the one what's with Tom song? Cruise and the Devil No and what's Sloan the name of that? that What's the he was I think he might have been on Downtown Dawn. Huh. He might have been on Downtown Abbey, but he was definitely on his name is and he was the guy what Dan, what's the very good show about Professor X's crazy son? Oh Legend. Uh, Le- Legion. Uh, yeah, so the guy from Legion, he does a comedic role as a singing Russian guy in this movie. <laughs> That's just different. He's so good in so many things. There's that there's a really good movie he's in, maybe called The Visitor, where I something like that, where like he plays this guy who's who is or is not the child, the missing child of this, uh, the missing son of this family. He's a terrific actor. Anyway, and of course, that's in Iceland, and based in Iceland, and that's where a lot of their their, their jokey humor comes from. But that's where you get names like uh, you know John's daughter or oh, yeah. Isaac's son. Right. So I, th- I think daughter means what it says, and I think son means what it says. But isn't Except it spelled that- like D-O-T-T-I-R yes. or something fun like that? Yes, 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 yes. Pretty cool. And then, so of course, then we have all the things, like I say, the things that are vocations, the English background. I remember this being not a full chapter, but at least a few pages in an English book uh, uh, in pri- probably uh, uh, before middle school. But like, I guess, you know, in primary school, fourth or fifth grade. But remember them saying like, okay, would you be surprised to know that, that there are people who are named after colors. Like, you know, somebody... I actually had a friend named John White. He's now a big shot in the Navy. Uh, Jonathan White actually did have white hair. Now, in Germany, he might be uh, Johann, Johann Weiss, hmm. right? Yeah. Or uh, what's the... Shoot, what's black? I know the Schwartz. So Sh- I think Schwartz means um, black, I believe. Right? I, you get I, names I, like that. Or you, have you ever met anybody whose last name is Green? There's all those. Um, then there's the job stuff. You got Coopers. Coopers make barrels. Fletchers. I'm trying to remember all of these really good ones. Uh, Coopers. People named Cooper. That's somebody whose ancestor at one point was making barrels. Fletchers. Fletcher means makes arrows. Uh, what are some other ones? Oh, Shoemaker, right? Like that's the last name people have. So mm-hmm. a lot of those are job things. Then there's ones that are based on like, I'm not, I don't know why I'm regurgitating all this information from Ms. Hare's class in 1976, but here I go. Uh, anyway, I think that's all fascinating. Now, here's my question for you. The, then, the, so we know things like daughter, 
and you know Magnus Sun and things like that. But what is the what do you, what is the oh, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm gonna ask uh, Dan, Dan Ben Benjamin. Owitz, like especially in Poland, what does that suffix mean? Oh is, God, I don't know. Well, I'm just curious if you know because I wonder if Owitz is something like like Horowitz, son of yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, or you know what I mean? Like it seems like there's some suffix names. We're having fun with it here in Italy, uh, in in with uh, Jewish people last names. You, you get these kinds of I don't know. I just think it's all fascinating. It is. It really is. And it, it makes sense. It's because... about as meaningful as horoscopes, but <laughs> it's still, you know what I mean? Or sorry, astrology. I'll call it by the scientific name. Sure. Right. So like you would go like, oh, you know, you're, you're you have uh, your grandfather, 12 generations past made a barrel once. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm on Craig Syracuse and like, you know, he's, he's very engaged with, he's with his Italian ancestry in a lot of ways. That used to be a very normal thing. And, you know, but it also, let's be honest, I can't remember if this is related to what I was talking about, except it's very early, except this does also factor into uh, my thought technology I'm working on about why I love children so much <laughs> and why, why you get so weirded out when you're like, hey, look, we've made barrels for five generations or we've had this cafe since 1932 or, you know, you know Kendall Roy's family has been has running uh, Waystar Royco <laughs> for 40 years. Right. Uh, and then you, you get this grave disappointment that your kid not only wants to do something different, but they, like, they feel rejected that they don't want to make barrels. And it's like, man... It's nice that you want to make barrels, but like, sometimes your kid's not a barrel maker. Point is, I like children. You know, if you think about it, though, back in the olden times, you didn't really need more, much more of an identifier than who your parent or parents were. Like yeah. that was enough. Like all everyone. Well, you pretty run much into that now. You run into somebody and they go, like, "Oh yeah, I knew your father. I knew your mother." Like that's. But you can if you're in like that that uh, nominal 150 person village, yes, right? That's that would enough. be, yeah, exactly. If you oh, run into somebody, your dad yeah. was the silversmith. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that. <laughs> you know, like that's yes. Of course, I remember your grandfather. He right. was eating on the masturbator. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy shoes from that guy. <laughs> hey, Dan, would you tell me about something you like? I would love to tell you about Why something are the I shoes like. So sticky inside, but the reed is gone. The reed was taken away. The reed, reed. is missing. What <clears> reed? What the reeds the reed? are weak, Merlin. Yeah, the reeds are weak. <laughs> it's gone. I don't see it in there. I see it on Automobile. our I see the it on our spreadsheet weak. here. I see it on today. I see it listed. I see the name of it. And then when I go into Google it's Drive, just it's there. just uh, not there. You know, originally his name was um, Getty uh, uh, Watanabe Owitz, but he changed it. Um, Dan, are you saying it's not in the dingus? I'm saying it's not in there, and I have messaged. You want, the, you want to free ball it? I mean, I, no, I don't even know what the links are. I don't even it's know. Red Hat's, uh, Red Hat's compiler. compiler. This is a podcast uh, that you can listen to. And, uh, you know, a compiler is uh, something that compiles things. It used it's to be a podcast. It's called Red Hat's compiler. It's a podcast. Oh, oh a pod. What did I? I'm sorry. It's a podcast. Compile it's a podcast it. about like cool, really cool tech stuff. Yeah. They talk about tech stuff. Like technology. They have, they have topics. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they have really great topics. Super that are, have Sometimes involve, don't they involve guests? Are they interviews? Sure. Oh, I say in yes. my experience, 100%, you get guests. And then some of the guests are related to the topics, and then you're not going to be able to know what it is until you listen to it with your ears. Are you saying, that is minute, why they made on. a podcast. Are you saying that the guest no. shows up to talk about a topic? I, it's not my show, and I don't want to be ego-assertive. <laughs> right. 
But it's my understanding that, I want to be clear, before they record the show, what you're listening to is not them live in your head. That's a separate thing where you need to talk to a clinician. But whatever you're listening to called Red Hat's Compiler Show, <clears throat> you're gonna, what you're going to get is before they started recording, yes, before they put out the recording you're listening to, they arranged to have guests who would talk about topics. And then they took the show. Do you understand? They took the show. How do I know the words? They were, they were presented to me. Mm-hmm. If I had to map my process, <laughs> Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Red Hot's compiler. Okay, so the thing is, I Googled this. And okay. if, if you go to... You, can, I you, can you just say for our, for our listeners, Dan, um, <clears throat> do they have guests and topics? Yes, it says, we ask people in tech about a variety of topics, some big, others small, and a few strange. Then we bring their answers mm. back to you, dissecting topics like open source, hackathons, DevOps, hiring, and so much more. Ooh. And this is at redhat.com. I, I don't know what the URL is supposed to be for us, so, but this is when I Googled it. Redhat.com yeah. slash E-N, which I think stands for English. I bet that's e- E-N is the international two-letter code for English. Slash, American English. Yes, thank you. Slash compiler dash podcast. So redhat.com slash N-E-N slash compiler dash podcast. I think. Yep, yep, yep. I think. So thanks I very much to uh, Red Hat's compiler for making this show possible. Thank you so much, especially for the topics. I like the guests. I tune in for guests. I think you, you tune in for the topic. That's why we're different. Excuse me. Thing Letterman used to do. He would do these uh, really, really very, very strange. I, I went in courtesy, I believe, I believe I want to say, and I'll see if I can find this, of a uh, friend of the show, Don Giller, the, the canonical YouTube Letterman archivist and fanatic. He's amazing. But I'm pretty sure it was him. And do you remember there's a while, I want to say probably 85, 86, maybe 87, where he would be, there would do the most banana stuff, including there was one that was trying to come up with new catchphrases, and these still stick with me, you know, almost forty years later. Yeah, where he would come out, and he'd have like people come out, and uh, it was such a classic Letterman bit. These are new, new catchphrases, it's kind of things you're gonna you're gonna hear about on the you know on the subway, or you're gonna hear at the water cooler at work. Everyone's gonna be using these new catchphrases, and he has one or two actors come out in some kind of bizarre costume, and and say the line. Right, um, and I remember one of them was these these two like nerdy looking sort of twins with big you know black nerd glasses. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're ready. New new catchphrase for you know 1987, and they come out and in unison say, "They pelted us with rocks and garbage." <laughs> they pelted us with rocks and garbage, and then, but the one that just stuck with me right now because the cadence of the way this woman said this still goes through my head three times a month. <clears throat> Ready? Mm-hmm. I hate the itching, but I don't mind the swelling. Oh God! <laughs> and I'll try That's to find that one. for notes. That's good. Things, things the English have taken from us: pants. Now, when we say pants, we just mean what you wear on your legs when you're walking around. And they snicker at that. Do you understand? They snicker because they think pants are underwear. I think when we say pants. They hear what, what might as well be us saying panties, mm-hmm. which is a terrible word. Isn't that awful? They say trousers over there. Were you aware of that, Dan? Yes. That one. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple more. <clears throat> um, Fanny. Yeah. Fans of the UK office will certainly know this. It means you minge. Uh, Fanny over there 
it means vajaja. Mm-hmm. It means it means your your downstairs monster. It yeah. means it means your uh, you know your ectomorph, the ectomorph of God. It means the reverse penis. It means all of the things. That's they. Th- so you can't say fanny pack. You gotta say bum bag. They think it means you minge. But you know the one that kills me. One of the great words has been stolen from us by the goddamn English. <clears throat> Red hat. I don't mind. You know what I'm saying? Red coat. No, thank you. Mm. Okay. Red coats compiler. Thank you. Buck buck. You know what it is? The one that kills me. Nonce. Nonce is a perfectly good English word. Yes, English. Right. What is a nonce? A nonce, go look it up. It's not quite a black swan, but a nonce, well, like, for example, in verse, as we say in poetry, a nonce is a kind of poem. You used to need a name for the kind of poem that was not a sestina, a quatrain, a villanelle, a sonnet, right? It's not Mm -hmm. a form type. If it's not a form type, as John Chardy would call call it, it's what's called a nonce. And a nonce is such a good word because a nonce also is just an unusual example, not a reject exactly, but it's a, let's call it a one-off, right? Our change in the schedule this week is a nonce. Right. Is that, isn't that a good word? It's a really good word. I don't Unless feel like you're I in England, because do you want to guess what it means in England? A nonce? Hmm. A nonce me is a person who likes children and not in my generative helpful way. Not in a nice way. No, it means you'd be in a, in a vice van, as they say in Germany, driving around. Automobile, a white, white, white man. A white fan. You know what I did there, Dan? I put a hat on, on a hat, and then I had five or six other hats. I made a fence with it, and then they got hats. And then a man with two hats walked through the gate, the hat gate, and he said, "Hello, governor. What's all this thing?" <clears throat> That's your best British accent. Hello, 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 Clive Owens. You've done much better than that. I, I, I played Bill Clinton, I did. Chim 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 sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. I'm preparing a uh, playlist. I think now is exactly the time to say it, given that I was singing. Um, A music playlist, Merlin? Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking to everybody here. I'm talking to, well, I'm going to start off talking to one person. It's almost definitely not you, Dan, although I don't want you to feel excluded. I'm talking to one person here, and I don't know who that person is. I may be talking to as many as three and a half people, perhaps. <laughs> but I'm talking to one person here. Including the per- two of us. I'm not good I'm at not. arithmetic. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not going to do that. It's new math. Um, new math, not to be confused with No Myth, which is a song uh, by Michael Penn. So here's what I'm here to say to you people. You screw heads. <laughs> Real rain's going to come. And, and it's going to sweep off the streets because here's what's going to happen. One person I'm talking to, maybe three and a half people. You're going to come back to this and you may actually have tears in your eyes when you listen to back to this and realize you were the person I was talking to. Mm-hmm. This is not for everybody. It's mm-hmm. for one person, mm-hmm. up to three and a half people. Mm. I'm going to introduce you to the music of Michael Penn. Now, almost all of you, it's very important you not listen to this because it's not for you. Somebody out there who likes music that's similar to I like, I, I, normally in a, in a less enlightened time, I would say who shares my taste. Well, my, my taste is not what matters. What matters is if you like the kind of pop music that I like. And if you don't know the kind of pop music I like, well, you know, maybe it's not for you also. But here's the thing. I'm going to put up a list. It's going to be on Spotify. And you can go listen to it. And uh, right now it's about six songs. I don't want it to be too long. 
I was going to try and I couldn't stick to just five. I'm going to introduce you to the work of Michael Penn. Now, now, or, you know, if you're my age, you, one person, I don't have a name yet, but you'll have, probably have to change it at Ellis Island. You're, you're going you're gonna to hear this. You're going to go, oh, it's that guy that sang that song, No Myth. What if I was Romeo in black jeans? What if I was Heathcliff? It's No Myth. Maybe she's just looking for someone to dance with. Right, you might yeah. remember that song from 1989, or the song "I'll Do This and I'll Do That." <clears throat> I'm going to introduce you or reintroduce you to Michael Penn, you one magnificent bastard, which would be a terrible address. And I'm going to uh, introduce you to this, and then you're going to come back and listen to this, and you're going to cry a little bit when you realize it was you that I was talking to the whole time. Nobody else. It's not important that anybody else listen to this. One person listening to this it is important that you go and listen to my. Uh, currently unnamed introduction to Michael Penn. <clears throat> Although, uh, let's see, what was the one I was working on? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. It, it might, well, you know, so it might be Luckiest in Luckydom. That might be the name of the list. I'm not sure. I'm still working on it, uh, still spitballing it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, so many great lines. You know, um, I'm going to, one person out there, I'm address, addressing, I need you to listen to this. And you don't even need to go make a big deal about it. You don't even need to say how much it's been important to you because it's not about me. It's about Michael. I call him Michael. <laughs> His wife, Amy Mann, probably calls him Michael too. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Or, or Mr. Mann. Hmm. That's huh. you. When I, was, when I was little, there was, there was a little boy at our vacation place in uh, Tennessee uh, who was very confused gender-wise that my mom was called Mrs. Mann. So he would just call her Mrs. Mrs. I thought that was sweet. That makes sense. Whoever you are, one person, if you want to say hi and how much you enjoyed it, that's fine. But I'll know. I'll know. And you'll know. And maybe Michael won't know. It's very important you listen to Michael Penn because he's done something very special. And, and we need to all make sure that our fellow fans uh, get to listen to Michael Penn. Michael, Michael Penn, okay, if you like stuff like, uh, uh, I could say Matthew Sweet. I've always said that I, I love Spotify's fans also like section i explore so much music this has been part of like three different challenges on do by friday is using something with spotify's you know fans also like things mm-hmm. um the number one of those where like there's one artist where every single band in the fans also like section is a band that i love like actually love i can sing their songs i can play their songs uh and that's matthew sweet and a very close second with a lot of overlap is michael penn so whoever you are, thank you and you're welcome. And you know, don't uh, don't don't be a nonce and, and go to Michael's home because he, he Amy just has had a new album out and like don't don't bother them they're very busy. Michael Penn, yeah, Dan, have you ever heard Michael Penn? You heard, heard that song, New Myth? I mean, I know Sean Penn. <clears throat> it's his brother. They're related. Yep. Which Pretty means cool. that in that case, who's the other one? Chris. Chris is their brother too. Then I guess right. Chris Penn is that his name? No, Reservoir Dogs. I can't keep track of these guys. Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Was that him in there? Sir, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> you trying to like, <laughs> telegraph that, Chris that to Chris me? Chris Penn is the guy. Um, <laughs> he's almost like God. Who does he remind me of? And somebody reminds me of Rictus in Mad Max because I think he does oh. actually. <laughs> he does actually call the guy Dad or Daddy. Go and find out what's got Dad so agitated. <laughs> 
just watched Thunderdome again, actually, recently. I've never seen any other Mad Max movies all the way through. I've seen I've, them I've all, started, I started, what's the one? Thunder Road? That's a Bruce Springsteen song. You know, the, people do, say bad things about Thunderdome. They say that it's not very good. There's one people of the say that, say. and it's got that. It's, is Tina Turner be, in the movie? She is. She's That's auntie unusual. in the movie. And she, don't, oh, you know. Is she agitated? Don't you think she knows the law? Wasn't she, it her who wrote it? Oh, absolutely. Who runs Bart? It's, it's, if I understand correctly, all, all she wants is life beyond Thunderdome. Is that? Well, I mean, that's that's what she says in the song. Does she have any thoughts on whether another hero is needed? <laughs> it's a great film, and it really yeah, holds but like, up. Did, do we need to know the way home? Has, has this been worked out? Pig killer. Pig killer. Toe cutter. Street names for drugs. Well, what's really interesting about Toe this knife. is in that movie when they when um they, when Mad Max when Max goes to the. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, when he's with the, speaking of the children that you love so much. Are you talking about Fury Road? No, um, oh. but I'm relating it to Fury Road. When he's, Is this where the little girl comes from? The little, little girl, skull head, little girl that he hallucinates? Well, no. Um, he has a encounter with one of the kids. Like you couldn't living... save us. That's the whole thing. It's like, you're supposed to save us. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to save us. But he's out with the, uh, with the kids that live sort of out in this little oasis in the middle of the desert. Uh, we don't need the knowing. We can we can Is live this here. The one where there's a kid with a boomerang. Do I remember? Um, I'm going to stop talking now. I apologize. And there is a uh, there's a, a kid who looks. He has he has white sort of makeup on his his face, and he has the black eyes, circles around his eyes, and he looks very much like a war boy. And of course, Thunderdome was made many many right. many years before. Yes, uh, Fury Road was made, and yet here's someone who clearly is a war boy who has been somehow disenfranchised, and so it's not very clear the chronology of the film it's which not. came first. And I've heard, I've heard from people who who know and love the movies. I'm saving it for prison. I'll watch it someday. But I, uh, I've heard from people that that was one neat thing about Fury Road. I could be wrong, but I feel like I've heard people say is you don't know when the time is and it could actually be before i think fury road is before now when i but think does about that, it, I think it's but before. does max hallucinating all those people remember so they're about to capture him you yeah. know he they he, they're, they've tattooed him with that amazing tattoo this i is got us. the same tattoo recently me too that's cool me too would you get yours on my entire back uh-huh I, I have one of my dingus this is i'm a universal donor hello half-life war half-life war war boy <laughs> Get my blood back. You know what I'm saying? It's I die shiny and chrome. I mm-hmm. do. Valhalla. But it makes sense. It makes sense. You know how a lot of Make movies, <laughs> they tried to predict the future and they, they predicted inaccurately. Yes, they predict, because, I, I have a topic about that. Well, they, they predict the wrong think, thing. They think, they look around and they say, you know what everyone wants? Everyone wants this, but better. And they don't. They want something else. We just haven't oh, thought abs- of the other yes, thing. Yes, 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 yes. Well, in this case, I actually think Fury Road is 100% right as a predictor of what it would be like in the future. I think they're that right so on. Wild. That's so wild that you would say that. Yeah. Yeah, because if you look in notes, go look in notes. This is not a magic trick. Uh, you'll see a link to friend of the show, Kevin Kelly's website. Mm-hmm. And I like class. that guy. I like that guy. Love that guy. He's one of my favorite guys. That's smart. He's that. He is. He's that. that Say that, what that you want guy. about him, but you know he's yeah, a smart cook. Personally, yeah. <clears throat> um, he. I see three links in here. <laughs> Carmen says one more. Simple product management tricks. Yeah, which does not sound like it refers to Fury Road. Okay. The Technium Class 1 slash Class 2 problems also does not contain the words true. Mad Max totally what's, the, what's the third one? Home kit troubleshooting. When your Philips Hue lights <sighs> don't work, Apple tool, tool, I mean, tool, tool. 
I'm going to really screw this one up. Uh, that must be the one that has Kevin to Kelly Canada. says there's two classes of tech problems. It's always two, two things with Kevin Kelly. Um, and uh, you should go read that something. Oh, you know what? I should mention something. There's no point in mentioning this cause it's, you know, it'll be like, you know, uh, uh, you know, tears and rain and it's not tears and the rain. It's just tears and rain. Um, but I'm going to say it anyway, which is sometimes, and boy, does this ever drive John Craig Syracuse up a wall. I sometimes add things as links to a podcast Heretically, I do it before the podcast has been recorded. Um, and I do it for various different reasons. One of them is like, hey, me and my host have agreed, like, this is part two of a four part series. So, of course, I put links to those things in, right? If we know that's on the table, barring a hurricane or something, right? Put them in. But I also put a lot of stuff in for different reasons, other reasons, less normal reasons. Like, it's something I just want you guys to check out that I saw this week, whether or not we mentioned it on the show. Um, a lot of times just one of the things I do to prep for this show, such as I do, is I go through Instagram pin board, all my stuff. And then I, I add things to the show notes for a future episode just because it wouldn't kill you to read it. And what if it did come up? And you know what? It did just come up. One of those that I put in there, which is Kevin Kelly talking about the two classes of tech problems. I think he's, he's a, he's a very, very, he's a great guy and a lucid writer and he says, there's, roughly speaking, there's two kinds of two classes of tech problems. The first class one problem is the tech does not work, or the, the tech does not work well enough to be like dependable and do what it should, right? And for a long time, that's how we live with every technology: is that it just doesn't do what it's supposed to do very well at all. And then, do you want to guess what the class two problem is? Is that the tech works for practical purposes flawlessly, which creates a new set of problems. So, if you need face recognition to work to log into your phone mm -hmm. and it's not working very well, that's going to be very frustrating. And that's a class one problem. Class one. Huh? And if face facial recognition has become so good and so fast and so, um, failure rate free that it can identify millions of people every day in China, that's a class two problem. Mm -hmm. Class one is the tech didn't work as well as we wanted a tech class two is it, it worked, worked as well. well as, or better than we expected. Yeah. And the upshot of those is they, I think it's first of all an interesting observation. And then the op upshot is that a class one problem requires a very different kind of possible solution than mm -hmm. a class two problem. Mm -hmm. You can't fix a class one problem with regulation, hardly ever. That's like having that terrible kind of boss that would force you to like release a product you both know have bugs in it, right? And so like, hey, this shouldn't be broken. Right, that's a class one problem. Then, class, yeah. Anyway, I've said enough, and I, I think that's uh, what we were talking about before that. That I thought it was related to. What were we talking about? Help me out, Dan. Kids, children. Yes, your love I of love children. children. It's all related. <laughs> if you're listening to this in order, um, I think. And who am I to say what order is? There so I'm doing that. something different with the X Men movies. Michael Penn. Oh, did you make up your own order? Um, I'm watching them in chronological order with my son. Chronological for release. No, chronological timeline. Oh, you start with first class. Yeah, started with first class. And which is a weird is way to a... do it. It's a really weird way to do it because they well, introduced the the aged X-Men in um uh whatever the second one is called. And the second old one or the second new one? The second new one. Oh. Okay, so so first class, I see what you're saying. Uh, ye, all right, so the first one, I'm sorry, I need to do the brain. Days of Future this. Past is the name of the second one of the new oh, ones. Oh, that, okay, the Days one where he's of, got the bone, bone claws. 
Bone claws, yeah. And um, wait, hang on. I, I think first class is the one, I'm almost positive first class is the one that is the best for many, many reasons, including, is that the one, oh, it's Michael Showalter, that's not his name, um, uh, Michael Fassbender, mm. is that the one where he goes to the bar with the guys in Cuba and drinking a beer? The first yes, class. that is that one. That's a hell of a movie. And that a movie. right there is a hell of a scene. Oh, it's great. He's so good in that. Oh, that and Inglorious Bastards. Boy, he could just retire now as far as <laughs> I'm good. concerned. I mean, he's so good, good in everything. Both. He's good yeah, in everything. Yeah, he's handsome as hell. And he's got a pretty good, pretty nice hog. He um and then also in that one, so is is that also the one where uh her name is Mystique, but her real name is Jennifer Lawrence. No. Okay. The name of the character. Oh, damn it, um, damn it, damn it, damn it. Raven. Name. Yeah, is that the one where Raven shows up? Little, little adorable, little baby like, Raven. Baby oh, Raven. That's so cute. I love that one. Okay, that's first class. You love children also. so much. <laughs> to me, my children. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where they. Did you get introduced- that joke? I, yeah, you couldn't tell because I was holding two fingers to my forehead, in like you know, like a, like a Jack Kirby kind of way, and yeah. saying to me, my children. I think it's, I want to say something, Dan, because I'm really, I'm really effing mad about something. Go, go ahead and call her. And this is a big spoiler, but if you, if this is regarded as a spoiler by you, then it will it never will have mattered mm-hmm. that I'm telling you this. Mm-hmm. There's a thing that Captain America, Captain America is usually do this considered the head. Yes, he could. He could. He's a little guy. Uh, there's a thing in the comics as the leader of the Avengers that he says and you could really consider it, I think, the Avengers catchphrase, you know. And you know, so I think, like to me, my X Men is a little more obscure, probably because X Men's for weirdos, or mm. it used to be. But there's a thing Captain America says, regardless of the group that he's got together, the classic lineup or the you know one involving Hawkeye. And but at some point, he'll, he'll there's a, will be a great like big panel that has him softened in profile, like going, you know, um, Avengers assemble. Mm-hmm. And it's, says that. It, it's thrilling. It's thrilling. And you know what? The restraint that they showed through every single one of those goddamn Marvel movies, they showed restraint by never using that phrase. They used it once, exactly once. And if you're that kind of nerd, the payoff was incredible. And that's in the last movie, the, yeah. the one where they're just, everybody has just gotten together. They've the come through time. the portals. It's, I mean, I get, I don't love that movie, but it, I like it. No, I like it, but I get shivers when everybody suddenly shows up and Dr. Strange walks out of the portal and Black Panther shows up with Shuri. I think that scene is, accomplishes in the same way that I like the beginning of the third Star Wars movie particularly because I think it's what George Lewis, George Lucas wanted his movies to Joe. look like. No, no, no. But like at the beginning with the robots fighting and, uh, you know, all Obi-Wan and Anakin are in their ships yeah. and there's that big attack scene. They're attacking to try and try and get, uh, the emperor out. Mm-hmm. And like, I think whether you like that or not, I think that's very much how George Lucas wants all of his movies to look and to have looked. 
And when we look at the way he shredded Star Wars stuff, just trying leave it to alone, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you follow, do you follow what I'm saying? I, do. I mean, I think he has a form of dysmorphia. Where like he, that's how he wants you know. The it's movies. the same thing as you know, Stalin going back and erasing people out of photos. It, it is what it, it was. Kind of is, but it. like, but it's interesting to see the vision of somebody. And and to me, so clearly, that was my kid's favorite of the prequels and my favorite of the prequels. Mm-hmm. And um, there's lots of like always on the move. But like you know, R two D two have they get a little silly. That's that Lenny Kravitz song. Uh huh. Are you, are you gonna go my way? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's at, like in the third act, or at least the the beginning of the third act of the final, you know, whatever that was, sixteen movies or something. And Captain America, who's just beat all the crap, he says he says Avengers Assemble. It's so exciting. And then I just accidentally saw the trailer. It wasn't Hawkeye. There was a trailer. Morbius. I just. Morbius. The the Jodorowsky? No, Jared Leto, Morbius, the Sony. Uh, I thought I saw a trailer. For, anyway, I saw a trailer for something, and if I might have hallucinated this, but I'm sure, I'm pretty sure somebody said Avengers Assemble in the trailer. No, and it's like, wait a minute, uh, we're just doing that now. Like you just, it's not special anymore. Was it even a superhero film? Is like a drama? Yeah, no, it was a superhero movie. It's a Marvel movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and but like you know, like like uh, what is it? What is it? In uh, in Ultraman, what does he say? Like Hayata or something like that. Should watch. Is that it? Yeah. But you, I love a catchphrase. Like Wonder Twin What's powers yours? activate. What's your catchphrase? I like children. <laughs> Let's button this up. Okay. I love you. I love you too, Merlin Man. <laughs>